You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What is going on, everybody? John Impemba here with James Grande. Welcome to the Better Baseball MLB DFS Playbook Podcast show here. We are recording for Monday's nine-game main slate over on DraftKings. It is the day before the MLB trade deadline. We've already had monster trades go down over the weekend. Max Scherzer now a member of the Texas Rangers. Jordan Montgomery now a member of the Texas Rangers here. So uh, this is the uh, hug watch alert uh, for the next two days here on the podcast and the live stream because uh, players that we're talking about, lineups that we're building could be changed on a dime, sometimes changed mid-game, which is not good for us as players are traded. So more than ever. Uh, some of our strategy around building lineups and breaking down slates will be buyers and sellers. What teams are looking to sell? What players could be on the moves? What teams are looking to buy? Which players already come out and, and organizations have come out and said, we're not trading this player, i.e. Nolan Arenado. Cardinal says they have no intention of right. trading him. Um, you know, the Red Sox supposedly have told teams no on Justin Turner. Um, so that's going to be kind of the big deal as we go down and break down this slate here today, especially. And then when we do the morning show for Tuesday, which is trade deadline day, uh, that is what, at least on Tuesday, when we go live at 5 p.m. Eastern, we'll have all the information. Sure. There may be players on the slate that we can't use because they've been dealt, but at least we don't have to worry we'll about anybody else being moved on from. Well, no, we'll know. We'll just know. We'll know. Uh, but breaking down the Monday slate and then giving you the early first look for Tuesday's slate, uh, don't be surprised if names we talk about find themselves wearing different jerseys uh, by the end of the day here. So I just want to get that little note out of the way because uh, it is an exciting time for those who follow the MLB. Trade deadlines are always exciting no matter what sport uh, you tend to follow here. And uh, this one will be no different. Uh, James, before we break down and get into the nine-game slate here, quick shout-out to our friends over at Real Time. Fantasy sports, uh, go to rtsports.com slash alarm. Promo code alarm23 will get new users a 100% deposit match up to $200. Uh, you see myself and Howard Bender, we give out our RT Sports DFS pick and plays of the day early in the morning. You can go to the Fantasy Alarm YouTube channel, which hopefully you're watching on right now and clicking the like and subscribe button as you're tuning into the show today. Uh, and you can catch those videos here. And then, of course, James and I, when we go live, at 5 p.m. Eastern time, we give you our RT Sports DFS pick and plays of the day as well. So uh, go over again, real-time uh, fantasy sports, rtsports.com, slash alarm, promo code alarm23. They get a 100% deposit match up to $200. They have their DFS pick contest. They also have their best ball and seasonal fantasy football championships. Now drafting going on live right now as well. So go check out rtsports.com. A lot of awesome things. Uh, happening on over there. Uh, that said, James, let's turn our attention to this DraftKings main slate. Let's go look at Las Vegas. Let's talk about some game totals and spreads that we may be keying in on for this nine-game slate. Yeah, so we don't have a lot out right now on the Vegas front. Uh, at the current time, we are recording um, just five games that have money lines available. Charlie Morton in the Atlanta Braves, minus 250. Over the Los Angeles Angels, Corbin Burns and the Milwaukee Brewers, minus 196 over on FanDuel Sportsbook, minus 195 over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Seth Lugo and the San Diego Padres, Coors Field slate, by the way, in Coors Field, minus 215 
Um, so speaking of course field, that we do have an over under there on DraftKings and DraftKings alone. It is opening at 12, and there is a lean on the over. Uh, so we'll see if that moves by the time the five o'clock show comes around. But it's opening at 12. Uh, the other double digit spread we have available to us is Angels Atlanta. And then there's nothing else we really have, John. Nine implied runs in Milwaukee, Washington. Nine implied runs in Baltimore, Toronto, and we don't have anything else. So, right. Uh, that's it on the on the Vegas front. We don't have much weather as of the recording. It looks like there is projected rain in cores, yep. um, but we will obviously monitor that. But that looks like to be the only weather issue we're gonna have. Right. All right. Let's go on to our pitching here. We're gonna break it down again, position by position, groups. Uh, pitching t- three guys up over ten thousand dollars. We have Glasnow, Burns, and Abbott. Uh, Glass now on the road against the Yankees. Burns on the road against Washington. Cincinnati on the road against the Cubs here. So top three pitchers all pitching on the road. Um, talks on these spots here. Uh, Glass now we know has a meant strikeout upside. Gwilford Burns starting to come into form. And then, you know, we doubt Andrew Abbott and he keeps on pitching through it. So talk to me, man. How are you ranking these first three? You guys? doubt it. You uh, doubt it, Andrew Abbott. Well, the Ooh. fan graphs Ooh. continues to doubt Andrew Abbott and he <laughs> yeah. pitches through it. So um I like all of them. I think they're the clear cut top options of the slate. Like probably the only three guys I really care about over 8K on this slate. Um Glass now has been tremendous. I mean, you'd have to date back to uh June 20th with the last time he hasn't put up at least 23 fantasy points in a game. Um the strikeouts over that span, just casual eight, nine, seven, eight, eleven, twelve. Love I the mean, pitch count. Like you said. Right? Pitch count's been great. Yeah, the innings, the pitch count, the Rays offense scoring again. Um, so everything with Glass now is trending in the right direction. He looks elite in the Yankees offense. We know Aaron Judge sat Sunday, so he'll be back in the lineup Monday. That's kind of what the trend is right now, unless the Yankees prove that they can make something of this next stretch of games, they're not going to push Aaron judge with it. You know, he's already come out and said, he's not going to be a hundred percent until the end of the year. Right. So um, I assume he's in the lineup, but it's a less than hundred percent version. So uh, I like glass. Now I like Corbin Burns, as you mentioned, coming into form, um, you know, like it's not a high strikeout offense that he's facing here, but the recent stretch has given us a lot of hope. Five straight quality starts for Corbin Burns, four and one over that span, 18 plus fantasy points, including 240 ceiling, like yeah. of the ceiling, 40 fantasy points. And he's done, th- I mean, three of those matchups against Cincinnati, who are obviously not as good as they were, like right when De La Cruz got called up, right. but still like a potent offense. And Philly, we know has somewhat turned it around. I know there are slumps. A couple of guys are back in slumps there, but um, I like Burns and I do like Abbott. I know the Cubs offense has been really good, but he continues to miss bats at a, at a pretty good level. Um, yeah, 185 ISO had that for the outing against Milwaukee. Yeah, 185 ISO for the Cubs over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching. Uh, Cubs are a team came out and said they're not trading Cody Ballinger. So that was a surprise. I think, to many that they thought maybe he would, yep. they would be looking to sell on Bellinger here in the start. Not the case. Um, again, Abbott obviously has been fantastic, right? Goes up against Milwaukee, six shutout, comes off seven, uh, eight shutout against uh, San Francisco there. The strikeouts ticked up nicely. He's got a 1-9 ERA. His expected ERA is 3-6, uh, 3-3-6, so that's starting to come down. The fifth, 375. The XFIP is 430. Um, he's definitely getting lucky batting average and balls in play just 222. He's at a 96% left on base 
uh, percentage. He has just a 25% ground ball rate. So a lot of fly balls, not a lot of home runs allowed, but he is pitching to it and uh, he's pitching well. So uh, <laughs> guys that miss bat sometimes can kind of pitch through some of these interesting saber metrics um, that would suggest maybe a, a regression or not. And Abbott certainly is missing bats right now. Uh, the one thing with Milwaukee here um, is just Washington in the trade deadline, right? Like they're a team that is yeah. rumored to be yep. selling some pieces. Uh, Jaime Candelario was the name floated about possibly being moved. So like, Yes, Washington has been very good this year in terms of not striking out. We've stacked them a lot. They've been pesky against certain guys. But as this team starts to get stripped of its parts outside of like C.J. Abrams, then their identity changes and you can maybe start striking them out and deal with them. So I'm with you. I like I think I like Corbin Burns here in glass now the most. Um, And I'd I'd rank Abbott third. I'm not sure where you had Abbott of that group, but that's I would keep them as they're priced. I would probably keep them as their price, but um, like if I'm making a lineup and I have a good enough value everywhere, like I'd play two of, I'd okay. mix and match two. Of um, over the last two weeks, the Los Angeles Angels have a 28.5% strikeout rate versus right handed pitching. Uh, Charlie Morton on the bump here for Atlanta and Atlanta. Uh, Morton obviously having a tough go of it his last two starts, running up against Boston and Arizona. Uh, pitched well against the White Sox here. Uh, if you can avoid the man that is Shohei Otani, you're generally pitching pretty well here against the Angels. Um, thoughts on Charlie Morton at 93? Um, I'm okay with it. I mean, he's a big favorite. He's obviously live to win this game, but... I mean, the strikeouts are obviously way down. He hasn't had more than five strikeouts. In his last three starts, he hasn't had more than six strikeouts since June. Um, I'm, a, I don't know. I, I'm okay. okay. I'm okay with it. I'm not. I'm not sold on Morton coming into. I think he's wearing his age a little bit more in in recent sure. starts, but we'll see. Uh, he could be fine against the Angels. The Angels have been pretty good lately. I know. I know the strikeout rate you mentioned is is high, but they have been winning a lot of games. Obviously, behind, on the back yeah, of show, one hundred percent. Um, so where are you then? You mentioned there wasn't a lot of guys in the AK range. There was maybe some you would keyed in on down below. Like who is it then that you're looking at? If you're after you get past Glassnow, Burns, and Abbott, Kirby versus Boston, Stroman versus Cincinnati, Cobb gets Arizona guys in tough spots. Bassett against Baltimore. We know it's a lefty delight in that Baltimore lineup. We've seen Bassett struggle in that spot. Herman hit or miss. Canning gets Atlanta. France versus Cleveland is like. Where are you going with your yep. next start here? France versus Cleveland, I think, is the play. I, I, the first off, he's going to have monstrous run support uh, facing Noah Syndergaard making his debut for Cleveland. Heels up, literally, um, for the Astros. He has, so. Yes, yes. Wheels up for everything. And they might not be able to steal a base because they might get on sure. and, and first pitch home run right behind him. Like, it... Um, there might not be many trips for stolen bases. It might be too out of hand early. Um, look, France has been really good. We picked on him earlier in the year, and it worked once. Other than that start, he's allowed pretty much all but twice. So in 14 starts, more than three and runs twice this year. Um, and once since that Cubs start early on. You know, he struggles against righties. 
Cleveland has a very lefty dominant lineup. No, Ahmed Rosario doesn't help that at all. Like Ramirez is going to hit lefty. Quan hits lefty. Bell hits mm-hmm. lefty. I mean, all these guys are going to hit lefty. Uh, he has good splits against them. And again, he's lowered his ERA down to two eight seven with back-to-back starts of one and zero earned run. And that's, you know, one of those starts right. was against Texas his last time. He's won four or five starts. So again, win equity there, 15 plus fantasy points in four of those five games. So I think JP France looks really, really good. I'm expecting him to be pretty popular here as well because like you just went down through all those names, the inconsistencies faces facing all of them. Would you dare Seth Lugo in Colorado? Because Lugo's pitched pretty well. Um, yeah, he faced really Colorado well. already this year. He's not traded. Innings weren't earned seven strikeouts. That start was at home. First start for him of the year. Um, you know, the Coors bump hasn't really been a Coors bump this season for as bad as the um, the Rockies have been this season. It's a righty against Colorado here. It's not a lefty. So, you know, some of their guys that we generally stack up against sometimes are neutralized a little bit here. Um, $6,600 for a guy that has been 8K, 76, 74, 79, 8K, 8K. Like he's just getting priced down because they're in cores, um, not due to performance here. So Seth Lugo, do you think he gets some decent roster ship in this matchup? Maybe. I mean, Colorado's definitely been better against righties overall this year. 731 OPS as a team sure. is 15th in the league. But still middle so of the pack overall. There, I think they're still middle of the no i know i'm just like verse lefties ops they're 23rd right so they're they've been 694 team ops so their team ops is over almost 40 points higher um against righty so i'm okay getting to lugo i'm interested to see if he's dealt like he's a good pitcher i mean maybe he should have been stretched as a starter like a long time ago because this is his first like campaign as a starting pitcher um you know, the home runs have been randomly rearing its head lately. Like, he hadn't allowed any home runs pretty much at all. Now, five in his last three starts when he allowed six in his first 12 overall. So that's, like, a little interesting that the fly ball rate is, like, creeping up a little bit. Um, I'm, o- I'm okay with it. Uh, he's better than a $6,600 pitcher so like on that front, I agree. Where like you're getting a, a better pitcher at, you know, yeah. a, a pretty good price point. Um, I'm I'm okay with it. Like I'd rather find a couple hundred extra to get to France. But if you want to be okay. a little different, and we're out on everybody else, right? We're not pitching anybody else here. Um, San Francisco's been pretty bad against righties lately, right? I know I know Ryan Nelson is, you know, like he is like. Generally I mean, I would, I would, yeah, I would pitch just very up and down. Like, I'm not. Okay. I don't think I, if okay. I needed a 6K pitcher, Lugo is where I'm, I'm going to go. Um, all right. Let's go on over to the infield spot here. Talk about catcher in your first base, second, third, short. Our top end spend ups here uh, across the board at these spots. I mean, got to look at Adley, right? At 5K, at catcher for sure. He's going to hit lefty against ba- Chris Bassett here. Uh, I know the last time we talked about Bassett, some of his numbers against lefties are getting like slightly better, um, you know. But just overall, still on the year, lefties are just absolutely uh, smashing this guy, and the O's are going to send out uh, a lot of guys from the left side of the plate against him here in this matchup. Um, yeah, I'm okay with getting to Adley. This doesn't feel like a slate that I 
necessarily want to spend up on at catcher. Um, Gary Sanchez exists in the world, double dunged on um, Sunday. Now has four home runs in his last 10 games, four home runs in his last like seven games overall. Um, he's hit lefties extremely well. And then I'm going to keep, I'm literally just going to continuously say the name Tom Murphy until we're all playing Tom he Murphy play every day. The other day. Because Tom Murphy, he continues to just rake yeah. literally every day. Uh, he On Friday, he goes two for four with a double and two ribbies. And then next day, it's like, oh, by the way, two-run bomb. Um, he continues to be productive, double-digit fantasy points in three of his last four. And they don't raise his price. Like, I know Boston's going with a pitcher in Chris Murphy who's been good. He's been really, really good. Um, it's likely going to be an opener situation. They did use Bernardino into the second inning on Sunday, so I'd be interesting to see what they – if they did use Murphy maybe as well, more of a traditional Well, that's the thing because the Red Sox started to go to extras and then, today, and they used a good amount of their bullpen in that game against the Giants. So something to that point here. Um, and the fact that they're on the road, they're not home, makes it difficult for them just to make a move. You know, if they were in Boston, they have, you know, the Worcester Red Sox right there. They make a move, get a, a guy up. Like that guy would right. have to fly cross country and be ready in Seattle. They can do it. It's not impossible to, to happen. But, um, you know, I would agree with you that this could be a spot where maybe they lean on Murphy a little bit more than they, they've had to in the past. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's like something that we could take like, he hasn't made any starts, right? He's been comfortable coming out of the bullpen. So maybe like change in routine could be something that throws him off. Either way, Tom Murphy, uh, $2,500 feels like a steal um, at yeah. this current. I, the way, I, the way I would agree with you. Great value uh, there as well at the catcher spot. Um, I also think if you wanted to, you could take a peek um, and, and go up. You mentioned Gary Sanchez is there. Um, Adley's at your at your top. We're always looking at at uh, Atlanta bats too, right? So Murphy's another guy that if you're spending up a catcher, um, you know you could find yourself getting a little different because not many people go there. You also have Jan Gomes against a lefty and Abbott. If you're not an Abbott believer, Jan Gomes gets a lefty. So uh, some interesting spots up and down the catcher position here um, that you could build some laps around. Uh, talk to me some other your top price hitters. Like where are you looking to key in on uh, across the infield? I mean, Manny Machado and Alex Bregman were the two guys that stood out to me right off the bat. Machado gets a lefty in cores in Austin Gomber. Um, he has been better. Hits in five straight games. A lot of RBIs lately as well. Ten RBIs over his last ten games. Um, the numbers have really come around on Machado. Like, suddenly we're talking about a guy with an 800 OPS after the mm -hmm. first two months of the year. It didn't even seem like he existed in baseball. Uh, Bregman continues to literally rake, and that's why Houston's offense has popped off so much lately. Five home runs in his last 10 games, 19 combined runs and RBIs over that span as well, averaging almost 12 fantasy points per game. I mean, anyone and everyone can hit off Noah Syndergaard and what Noah Syndergaard has morphed into, unfortunately, this year. Uh, it's been really sad to see, and it's been really sad to see since the injuries in New York, right? Like, he was so fun to watch, and then uh, he just wasn't. Um, so I really like attacking Syndergaard. I think Brandon Lau here against Domingo Herman. I talk about it religiously. Like, Domingo Herman had the flukiest perfect game, like, everything lining up perfect ever. Um, and... 
Brandon Lau is going to, and, and the Rays in general have, you know, been a little bit better of late, especially Brandon Lau home runs in three of his last five games, home uh, six RBIs over his last three games and over his last 10 overall, 333, 415, 611 slash for Lau. So uh, hitting in the middle of the Tampa Bay lineup, it's a really good spot for him. Um, so I, I, I mean, like this Brent is a guy that we were just plugging and playing for a stretch during the early part of the year, got hurt, came back, couldn't hit you or I, if we were pitching on the mound, uh, good to see him starting to yep. come back around here. Uh, uh, James, you know, I, I mentioned earlier in the show, the trade deadline here. Um, we thought in the past it was a four o'clock Eastern time. Uh, it's not, it is not, it, it is six, a 6, 6 PM Eastern time. Uh, turnaround this year so we'll still know ahead of time for roster lock um for mlb dfs but our dfs show that we do uh on tuesday uh we're still going to be uh in the thick of it as 10 line news uh is breaking down i, I don't know why the mlb is doing that to us here um other guys that you like up at the top uh, anybody else you mentioned obviously the third baseman you mentioned uh low here um, first base, I mean, like Matt Olson just keeps being ridiculous, right? Griffin Canning, um, Ballinger, we know hits lefties. If you're not in on Abbott, uh, Justin Turner continues to be ridiculous. He's $4,500, uh, homered again today for Boston. They said they're not tra- uh, trading him. Uh, how, are you attacking Domingo Herman in New York? Like would Luke Rayleigh, you mentioned already, uh, low, would Luke Rayleigh fit a bill for you at 4,200? Yeah, of course. I don't think much of Domingo Herman. Lefties have been the worst split, which kind of stinks sure. uh, this year. Not lefties like don't have like great numbers against him, but I'm willing to <laughs> test that theory here because he has been sure. he's been bad overall. Um, and I know he's had some like really good starts, but one of them included substance that they let him continue to pitch. Yeah, very weird. The where they're like, game. hey, like, we know you're cheating. Just wash it off, and you're like, wait a minute, what? Like. He's supposed to be ejected and suspended for that. What are we talking about He's, here? <laughs> and then he did. And then it happened again. And they're like, actually, maybe right. we should have suspended you the first time. Um, so, yeah, I I, th- I would attack him with uh, Luke Rayleigh as well. I think another first baseman, a couple uh, value options in, in the infield, both at first base here. Obviously, Tristan Cassis continues to be awesome. And lefties are the w- – Lefties are the split that gives George Kirby fits, and we saw that his last yeah. time he pitched against Minnesota where he had a bunch of home runs. How about Carlos That's Santana um, getting traded over to Milwaukee, and he homered on Sunday, now has four home runs in his last five games, and I know this is the worst split for him, but Jake Irvin has been dreadful against lefties this year. 850 OPS allowed, 365 WOBA allowed. I don't know, like... Santana does provide some some needed depth in the middle of this Brewers lineup um, sure. because they've been bad overall. I could see like a nice little Brewer stack that includes Santana, yep, Yelich. I agree and with you. I'll I'll do a quick shout out to Jose Altuve too with Syndergaard just being up there. Could be a multi stolen base game yep. for him in this one. Same thing for like maybe Dubon, sure. uh, Jeremy Pena, guys like that could be finding themselves just running at will against Syndergaard. Has allowed the most stolen bases per innings pitched uh in baseball basically uh, over the last couple of seasons so um could be a big stolen base day here for the astros any other infielders value or top tier that you're keying in on outfield no, time top end guys all here acuna otani tatis judge soto Jordan is back corbin carroll kyle tucker 
big stolen base potential for him in this spot. Uh, Yelich against Irvin, as you mentioned here, good spot for him. So how are you ranking out these top end outfielders? Nine game slate loaded with talent. Um, so like I said it on Friday, like you can just always play Otani at this point. He homered off Gossman. That was the only run that Gossman gave up home run. Uh, I would say Tatis is number one against Gomber for me. I know he's been struggling. He's had a good game on Sunday. Jordan and Kyle Tucker are like next for me, uh, right behind Tatis. We're assuming, we're assuming Houston's take your pick or right? both. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think so. Just given how bad Noah Syndergaard's been, so uh, Jordan and Tucker and Tatis would be the top tier for me. But then, like everyone else up here, is like, yeah, you can play them if you'd like. Like, you can obviously play Acuna, you can obviously play Otani, you can obviously play Judge Soto, like whatever, yeah. like play him if you want. I just think Tatis and the two Astros up here are um, the on the top. Yeah, I really have nothing to, like, argue or add to, uh, honestly. I think that's where I would go as well. Um, Again, not to say you can't go play Acuna or Corbin Carroll or Christian Yellick. It just, you know, the chalk is going to be with the Astros here. uh, And then you have the Coors Field exposure uh, with Tatis. Down in the, like, next tier range below, um, anybody of of note sticking out to you? you? You have Josh Lowe. You have Yoshida. Merrifield leading off, being an absolute monster out of really nowhere. Just don't know where the season came for Whit Merrifield, but it's here for those who have played him. Then you got guys like Santander, who's going to hit from the left side and have some power um, here. You know, what's your what's your take on this like 4K range for the outfield? Yeah, shouts to Yelich of 53, yeah, too. Yeah. I think he's firmly in play. Um, uh, Grishik, 46, if you're playing – um, Coors Field, that he's been great. Josh Lowe, 40, uh, 4,500. He's slowly coming back to where he was earlier in the year. We're getting some speed out of him again, too, uh, which is nice to see. Now 22 stolen bases on the year. I'm kind of out on Santander. I know it's a good spot, but he's been dreadful lately. I'm interested in some Reds outfielders just with how bad Stroman's been. Like, I could definitely get to some okay. Fraley or Friedel here. Just, again, like, Stroman sucks. Or he's at least – he's – slowed down drastically um so i could get to some of them some reds sale fralic uh sale fralic when we head under 4k 3800 stands out again yeah Big getting, getting a fralic yelich little two-piece there maybe santana yeah santana i like santana piece. yeah i like yeah, santana too good i agree uh you can go the conf- uh, the giants left the outfielders if you want against nelson that that will play uh up here teoscar gets murphy for as long as he can there's at least one or two at bats potentially for him there Against the lefty, Will Benson's 32. Yep. You talked about the Cincy outfielders here. Jake McCarthy, 31 against Alex Cobb. Um, you know, we didn't. Where's Chas McCormick? Did we pass by him already? We did. 41. 41. Yeah, we, yeah, that's wait, great. Wait, wait. Uh, Jaron Duran pinch hit today, yep. double, scored a run. 4,100 bucks for him as well um, in that range. So some good value on this slate uh, as well. Yeah, I don't think I'd go much lower than um, Benson, personally. I don't think there's any, like, stone-cold min guys Yeah, we'll that see what the play, lineups but, look like. Um, uh, you know, obviously, as, as news breaks, guys get moved around here. Uh, could find ourselves with some more value. Uh, a couple minutes left on the show, James. Let's go ahead and build our lineup here. Uh, France, I imagine, is one plug. And then Glass now? And Glass, glass now. All 
Uh, catcher position, Tom Murphy. Let's get the value in there. Locked in. First base, or, or what's your spend of? What's the what's one spend plug you want here? Um, Houston? Either Houston or... Okay, let's go Houston. Uh, we'll build a chalky yeah. line. We'll, we'll see. Can we get Jordan and Tucker in a line? Jordan, Tucker, Murphy is 36. Probably. Yeah, I went Frelick, 38. Carlos Santana or... Um, I like Santana. At first. A little Milwaukee stack going on there. Uh, second base down here. Um, let's see. Second, third. You like some? You like your spend up at third? Let's see. Was there a value? Yeah, third's a good. There's a good spend up spot. Uh, Abraham Toro would probably be the value, but I don't know. Payne is forty three. It's short, so we'd get a, a second and third for thirty three. Or we could play Luciano or Luciano at shortstop for $2,700. I just don't know if there's like a lot of other good value. Um, he's, yeah, he's um, all right. $4,100 for second baseman and a third baseman. Uh, Dubon, does he play? Mm, he's definitely been bad lately. Um, Let's, let's go off of Caballero. one Pick, No, you were on a Tucker. Pick one to get off of. Okay. Uh, play Tucker. Chas McCormick, 41. A 5K second baseman. You can do Altuve and, or Bregman. Bregman yeah. at, Bre yeah, I was going to say yeah. Bregman at third. Okay. And then a $4,800 second baseman. Justin Turner. Okay. Love it. So that's a look yep. here at an example lineup uh, for this slate. James and I will talk to you later.